0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You know, so I was asked uh, this weekend on Jesse Waters' show on Fox, a great question. So what should President Trump do about these rioters? These aggressive rioters, these chaos merchants in the street beating the snot out of people, pulling down public property statues, walking onto people's property. I got a video about that today. And the answer is, Lock them up. Let everybody see you lock them up. Perp walk them out. Put them in handcuffs and let America know that law and order will win the day. And this is what happens if you destroy public property, and you attack people. It's no more difficult than that. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Surf the web with peace of mind. Get a VPN today. Don't wait. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Well, daddy-o. I guess I could be a little yes. happier, you know? Yeah, I know. It's, Me too. Yeah. I know. It's Looking rough at the news, it kind of we'll sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I know. We just got some interesting news in my household. So, uh oh, a lot going on here, folks, to say the least. But I got—I found another call this weekend too. I'll get to in a second with a friend of mine in the conservative movement. And I was we, uh, asked about where we are right now. And, ladies and gentlemen, we're in a place because a lot of people still have a lot of things to lose. You don't want to get past that point. Don't miss the show today. <laughs> Today's show brought to you by our friends at Cuts. Like my new shirt here? T-shirt's a menswear staple, isn't it? But it's long been plagued by horrible conditions. Shrinkage, bacon neck, color fade, parachute fit, wrinkles stretching, to name a few. No matter how long you've settled for basic tees, it's long enough. Every classic deserves a modern take. Cuts clothing has completely changed the game. Their t-shirt has enough quality and style to wear in the office on a date anywhere in between. So now you don't have to choose between a classic look and a modern feel. In 2016, Steve Borelli was struggling to find the perfect T-shirt. He wanted something that had enough quality to be worn professionally at work and for a night out, too. No matter where he looked, nothing fit the bill, so he took matters in his own hands. The result's a product you could be proud to wear anytime, anywhere without sacrificing comfort. I'm wearing mine today. I like them a little smaller. It's kind of a New York thing. Some of you get the joke. I mean, fit, fabric, and function, the only shirt worth wearing. It's athletically tailored looking fit, and it's perfect for work, a date, and everything else in between. Pre-shrunk, wrinkle-free, retains its shape over time. A custom-engineered, pro-fabric, can be described as buttery soft. That's why Cuts is the only shirt worth wearing, loved by your favorite athletes, entrepreneurs, and even podcast hosts. It seems like everyone's wearing Cuts these days. Get 15% off your first order by going to CutsClothing.com Bongino. That's Cuts, C-U-T-S, clothing.com slash Bongino for 15% off the only shirt worth wearing. Check them out. They're really comfortable. All right, Joe, let's go. All right, so I had a call this weekend with a friend of mine, and uh, we were talking about some things, and there's a real danger out there, ladies and gentlemen. There's a kind of a misperception about what's going on, where we are, and it's dangerous. Here's what I mean by this. Many of you, the patriots out there living in this country who want to see the constitutional republic preserve the constitution, our prosperity, our liberties, our big, our God-given rights, understandably don't want that to go anywhere. You want to hand it off to your children and to them, to their grandchildren. Not a hard concept to understand. We're a country with troubles, but we're still the greatest country on earth and in the history of mankind. It's not hyperbole. That's just a fact. Many of you don't want to see that go away. So. There are people stepping up and saying, what can I do? I'd like to do this and this, and I'd like to do some other things as well. And I was talking to my friend, and I said, here's the problem, ladies and gentlemen. We're still in a PR war, and people don't get it. That's not a problem. It's actually a feature, not a bug. What do I mean by we're still in a PR war? Joe, I may need you a minute for as audience referee. Absolutely. There are people who say things like, hey, maybe we should go out and we should do this and we should stand there in the streets and defend these things. And I say, okay, what are the rules of engagement for you? What do you mean? Well, I should be able to, to stand in the street and defend this. And, and I say, well, the rules of engagement are this. You're going to stand in the street. The rules of engagement apply to you. You can't attack anyone. You can't, you know, assault anyone. Matter of fact, even if you're defending yourself, you'll probably be accused of assault. While the other side, you understand, has no rules. And why is that? The other side, Antifa and the Black Lives Matter, what do we want, dead cops, when do we want them now crowd, they don't care about the rules. The rules are meaningless to them, which means there are no rules at all. So, when the media is there, if you have something to lose a middle class shop owner or a middle class American patriot just looking to defend public property and say, I'm not going to let anybody get by me and attack this statue, they're going to punch you in the face. And the minute you defend yourself, you're going to go to jail because we're still in a PR war. You're not in a hot war yet. Thankfully, believe me, that's a feature, not a bug. My fear here is the left is pushing people so far. That once the PR war goes out the window and it turns hot, no one's going to like where this is going. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't caution you in strong enough terms how we don't want to go there. This isn't one of those shows where I play fake tough guy on the air and I'm like, yeah, let's get it. Let's make it a Royal Rumble. No, let's not. The problem is the left has no such compunction. They have no obstacles towards going there because they don't have any rules. And why don't they have any rules? Antifa and a lot of these BLM, uh, uh, you know, pigs in a blanket frying like bacon crowd don't have any rules because they have nothing to lose. Many of these Antifa animals ripping down public statues, they don't own anything. They don't care. They live in mommy's basement. Have you seen some of them getting perp walked and walking into precincts after they're arrested? They don't have it. They walk in in sliders because they don't even have shoes. They're loose. It's not that they're poor. They just don't care. They don't have anything, they're morons. Their only cause is this. You do have something to lose. That's why our side, Patriots, liberty liberty loving, freedom-loving Americans who abide by the rules, go to work and do their jobs. That's why you haven't seen them walking into houses that Antifa members own and tearing their houses down. Because we actually believe in God-given rights and the rule of law. The left doesn't care. Does that make sense, Joe? Oh, yeah. Right along with you, bro. This is you get me? This is yeah. still a PR war. Oh, yeah. pu- PR, public relations. Mm-hmm. It is. It is still the media trying to determine by gaslighting that the left has the higher moral high ground than us and us responding back going, no, we have the higher moral high ground. That ends, and I can't use this line enough, from Black Hawk Down, that movie, where the Josh Hartnett character is talking to the Delta Force guy, right as they're about to go into downtown Mogadishu for that Black Hawk Down incident. It's it's a movie. But the line's great because it speaks so much to what I'm talking about. The distinction between where we are now and where this is going to go into a hot war if the left doesn't stop what they're doing and stop pushing people. People still have something to lose. When you push them far enough and they feel like they have nothing left to lose, we're going to play some video and audio in a second. You ain't going to like where this goes. And that line in the movie is telling. They're talking about the politics of being in Somalia or not. And the Josh Hartnett character says to the Delta guy with that, you know, thousand uh, yard stare. He says, hey, you know, what do you what do you think about us being here? You know, and he says, you know what I think? He says, I think nobody cares what I think, because when the bullets start flying, all that politics and. Yes, word goes right out the window. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't want to get to that point. Why do I bring that up today? Because, hat tip, producer Joe and uh, others, I have two clips to play for you. The first one's video, so I'll talk you through it, but there's sound in the background. This is what it looks like when you start to push people from a situation where they feel they have something to lose so they'll restrain themselves. So Antifa attacks them and they're still holding back into, excuse me, a situation here where they feel like they have nothing to lose and their safety and their property is really legitimately at risk. This is a video of some protesters. They barge through a private gate. Keep in mind, what you're looking at and you're going to see in this video is private property. It's not a public sidewalk. In the interest of time, I had to cut some of it out. This is them here. It's Cassandra Fairbanks Twitter. I saw this they are on this man he's got a nice house by the way private property they barge through his gate he's outnumbered him and his wife come out he has looks like he has an AR the wife has a handgun you'll see them that the wife isn't in the screen yet but you can see them on the property here listen a little bit you hear him it's low get out this is private property get out this is private property they won't leave. They're still screaming. You hear him in the background? Ladies and gentlemen, this is what happens as you start to cross this line. You have these, in this case, appears to be a very wealthy gentleman. I don't know who he is, but it's a big house. This is when you see middle class, upper middle class, wealthy folks with a whole lot to lose. They don't want to be sued and they don't want to go to jail. When you cross that line from I don't care about the PR of what I'm about to do right now, how it looks to the public, I'm going to defend my house, public relations be damned. This is what you're going to start to see more of as you continue to push people. And as I've said to the left, Antifa, the Black Lives Matter crowd and others, and the radical leftists, the anarchists who are pushing this stuff and pushing people to the brink. I have warned you repeatedly, you don't want this. This is not a show that plays the fake tough guy routine. Hey, bring it on. We'll get... No, no, don't bring it on. You are not going to like where this goes. People will get hurt and potentially die. That may sound cute. You may have seen a movie once about protesting and you thought it was really cool and you think attacking people, they're all going to back down. They're going to stop backing down soon. You don't, I say to anyone on either side of this issue, you don't want this to go there. But don't forget for a second who brought us there. It is the radical leftists pushing people who had everything in the world to lose just a few months ago who feel like, you know what, I'm not going down like this. Just like that line from that movie. Once those bullets start flying, you can take all that politics and stuff and you can throw it right out the window. Nobody cares what they look like on Twitter if you feel like your life is in danger. And I'm strongly cautioning you to seriously reevaluate this road you're going down because the runway isn't there. The runway's right off a cliff. You think I'm messing with you? Joe sent this over this morning. This is a 911 call from Fredericksburg, Virginia. I have the article in the show notes if you'd like to read about the story. Now, This is about, this is edited for time, to be clear. It's about a three-minute long call. We're not going to play the whole thing. It starts with a woman in her car with her child who is surrounded by protesters in Virginia. Notice what the dispatcher tells her. Ah, no worries here. The you know, politicians said the protest was a okay. The kind of the gist of where she's going with this. Hmm. And then listen to the fear in this woman's voice with her kid in the car. Again. Someone who before this interaction, I assure you, probably had everything to lose, who when the stuff hits the fan, starts to realize she's going to save our kid first and everyone else can go to hell. Listen to this call. I'm in downtown. The, the protesters are blocking. Um, the city has sanctioned their protest, so we just have officers that can only monitor. It. They can't do anything about it. but we recommend but that they you. They can't. Are, they're blocking. Get out. Yeah, they're, <laughs> allowed, they're allowed to do that. They're allowed to do that per city hall. So we suggest that you um, report this to city hall and make a complaint there, and that way they can t- do something about it. Because right now they told our officers that we can't do anything about it. But are you serious? The the, you guys told us cannot. That we can't do anything, ma'am. Get out of my car. You know, this is going to get dangerous. I got a kid here. Yes, ma'am. It was just that you call up City Hall to let them know about your frustrations because they're all out, very frustrated. No, get out of the This is getting scary. I cannot. They're going to get Or if you do like a side road or something, but yeah, there's nothing possible to get, get them out. out of here, okay? This is insane. Oh, they're on my car. They're on my car. <laughs> ma'am, are they actually sitting on or standing? They're on, your car on right my now? car. Did you hear it? Do you hear her voice? Men and women both will protect their children. You think you're in a PR war still. I get it. You're Antifa, you're BLM. You know you have the media on your side. You're like, let me, let's me, let surround their car and get them to hit one of us. And it, Joe, you tracking? If we get them to hit sure. one of us, we'll make the us, will martyr ourselves. Right. We'll look like, even though we were going to attack this lady and the media, which will never tell you the truth, the media will be like, look at this violent woman in in Fredericksburg. You understand the woman doesn't care. And millions of women across the United States defending their children won't care either very soon if you continue this violent aggression, and these attacks on innocent people. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't recommend you. It's odd, really odd that we are always painted the conservatives by the liberal media lunatics as some crazy fringe element, and yet we're the peacemakers still while these radical liberal maniacs attack people, violate their private property, and surround their cars at will, and the media will not tell you the truth. I'm telling you the PR war is going to end soon. Please. Don't let the country get to that point. How do we stop it? I did an appearance on Jesse Waters' week and got a lot of feedback. I meant every word of it. Ladies and gentlemen, we lock up every single one of these people that harasses someone in public, surrounds someone's vehicle, tries to intimidate them, damages their property, uh, attacks them, God forbid, kills them, or attacks public property. We do it, we lock them up, and we let the whole country see uh, see us do it. You want to see the difference in responses? Look at this article in the Daily Wire. Be up at the show notes, too. Oklahoma. Ladies and gentlemen, Oklahoma. It ain't Seattle. and ain't the word in this case. Daily Wire, Ryan Savidra. Oklahoma authorities charge alleged rioters with terrorism. Quote, they said, this is not Seattle. Good for you. Folks, it's not one country anymore. I'm really sorry to break the bad news to you. That story, by the way, will be in the show notes today. I encourage you to read it. It's not. I'm very sorry. I can't uh, say this enough. I wrote an article years ago for IJ Review and I, I wrote that, you know, we need to stand back and fight in blue states. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to be tactical now. The blue states don't care anymore. Not that there aren't good people there that do, but the majority of people that vote in these radical leftists that are destroying your state are creating a very dangerous situation for you. It's not about politics anymore. I'm sorry. It's not about tax rates anymore. It's not about blue state healthcare systems. It's not about Medicaid or Medicare. Those are big issues. Those issues are not your priority right now. Your priority is to save yourself and your family. And these blue states, as I'm going to get to a story in a minute by the New York Post, these blue states and their governors, uh, their, their governors, their mayors, and their localities are literally putting your life at risk, not figuratively. Get out when you can. I am not kidding. Get away from these people. They are not there for you. They are instilling a radical ideology. They will bankrupt you, and they will put you in danger. If you can escape, get out when you can. You are making a big mistake. I'm, I'm, I'm fully, completely, ideologically retracting. I ran in a blue state. I thought you could stay there and fight. You can't stay there and fight. When you are totally, completely overwhelmed, even the best battle tacticians known to humankind in the history of humankind and civilized sentient human beings knew when a battle was lost and fought a larger war elsewhere. Anyone can tell you that. Forget Pyrrhic victories. There are none. Pyrrhic victories are losses. Get out and go to a state where you can fight back and you actually have rights. Because in those liberal states, you are still in a PR war. You have media people and politicians who will go after you and do anything to lock you up if you, God forbid, defend yourselves against these people barging onto your property in a mob. Probably be the end of the day before that guy's uh, uh, in jail or something like that. Poor guy. I don't know. Never met the guy. All I'm saying is you barge onto my property like that, we're going to have a serious problem. And like that guy says, it's not a PR war when your family's at risk; it's a personal one. All right, let me get this New York Post story in a second. Let me get to my second sponsor today: uh, Security Wise, Simply Safe. It's what we use for our house. We keep our home safe with Simply Safe. It's super easy to install. It's S-I-M-P-L-I Safe, Simply Safe, Simply Safe. Go there today. What's the number one side of a banned home security system? It's one that's so complicated you don't use it. It's not security if you don't use it or turn it on. This is exactly the type of security system Simply Safe has spent a decade fighting against. They believe that simple is safer. Paula put this up in about an hour and a half. We've just added to it recently. It's exactly why Safe is the home security system for right now. It'll make you feel safe at home, and that's never, ever been more important. Simply Safe is designed to be super easy to use, protects your whole home 24-7. The app is easy. Uh, folks, I have it on my phone. This is a really simple system to install to it. There's really no maintenance to it at all. You put it together and there's no monthly contracts. Order online with the click of a button. Open the box, place the sensors, plug it in. Your home is protected around the clock. No technician or salesperson has to come and even disrupt your house. You don't need to pay any outrageous monthly fees. You don't have to sign any two-year contracts. They're that comfortable with the product and how good the product is that they understand you're going to be there and you're going to stay there because you're going to love it. We love it. SimpliSafe was named the best overall home security of 2020 by U.S. News and World Report. And a 24-7 professional monitoring and emergency dispatch starts at just 50 cents a day. Head to simplysafe.com slash Dan Bongino. That's important. Get free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's SimpliSafe, S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E.com slash Dan Bongino. Make sure that they know our show sent you. Simplysafe.com slash Dan Bongino. Go today. Secure your home. More important now than ever. Okay. As I was telling you, folks, these are important stories. I once believed you could fight in these places. Some of these places have long since abandoned you in the Constitution, and it is getting downright dangerous to be there right now. You don't believe me, look at this story by the New York Post. Mass retirements in the police department in New York, folks, retirements year over year up 49 percent, not 4.9, not 0.49 percent, 49 percent. Oh. That's 4-9 decimal point. Yeah, yeah, Joe. Not decimal point four 9 4-9. Four 4-9 decimal point. 272 uniformed NYPD cops filed for retirement after George Floyd's death. Dean Balsami, uh, Balsami New York Post. Be in the show notes today. Bongino.com slash newsletter to get these show notes and stories. Ladies and gentlemen, 272 police officers retired. Do you understand my entire town? I don't think, I don't even think the county, the city, and the town have 272 police officers, all gone. Maximum experienced police officers, 20 to 25-year police officers, 20 to 25 years, it depends what system, I say 20 to 25, because when I was hired, it was 20-year retirement in the NYPD, I believe now it's 25. Maximum experience. Know the streets, know the people, handling people, handling crime, identifying criminality stopping crime on the streets, knowing where the drug hotspots are, all gone. All gone. 272 of New York's finest who probably could have stayed another one or two years. The best of the best. They've been around a while. They know their stuff. Gone. All gone. Now, you may say, well, we can bring in fresh, you know, young recruits. That's great. Really? Good luck with that. You can't have it both ways, ladies and gentlemen, when you're burning the candle at both ends. At one end, you're burning the candle of retirements. Experienced officers are done dealing with these politicians in New York and don't respect the police officers or law and order. And then on the other end, you're telling the public if you're Bill de Blasio, you know, you're entertaining ideas like defunding the police, crapping on the cops at every single opportunity. Uh, you think that's a job pitch? How, how, how Should you put that on a recruiting person? How, do you, how does that sound, Joe? Come on the NYPD, we'll pay you uh, $35,000 a year, we'll crap on you all day in public, put you in danger, and never back you up if you're in a use of force incident. Thumbs up, join today. Not good. Good luck with that one. No, no, not very good. Not 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 very good 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 for recruiting. Very bad. Thumbs down on that one. Now, so, retirements are up 49%. Probably having a tough time getting quality recruits. Uh, Here's a tweet from the PBA, the PBA, Patrolmen's Benevolent Association, which represents upwards of probably 15,000, 20,000 New York City police officers. It's kind of a union. It's not really a union by law, but they do defend their police officers. Here's an interesting tweet from them. In case you think, well, people are retiring. This isn't having any real-world ramifications. Dan, you're just exaggerating. Are we really? PBA tweet. We had another 24 shooting victims yesterday in the last 24 hours. 17 shootings with 24 victims. That makes 59 shootings with 89 victims for the week as of this morning. Well, let's put those numbers in context. That sounds like a lot of shootings and a lot of victims. That's because it is. Shootings are up 42% year over year. So not only are you losing cops, you're now having criminals who fear nothing Because they know we're in, again, tying this back to story number one, they know we're still in a PR war that thankfully hasn't turned into a hot street war yet. But as that criminality starts to come to the front doors of more and more people who are going to defend their families and your homes, ladies and gentlemen, you do not want to be in a Charlie Bronson death wish scenario here. That's chaos. That's not civilization. The left is doing this. The Democrats are doing this. The leftist radical leaders are doing this. You keep voting for it. God forbid it comes to your front door. And I do mean that. All right, folks. That block was uh, emotional for me. But just having been a cop, I can't believe what's going on here. Having lived through New York City when we cleaned that place up. And even rough neighborhoods where people had dealt with criminality and, and, and just nonsense on the street, drug dealing their entire lives. And they turn around and thank us and say, thank you. Finally, I can go out at night. It's all going away, man. All of it. All going back. We're reverting back to the David Dinkins, Ed Koch era in New York City. Graffiti on the trains. Remember those days, Paula? You went on the train, right? She said, you just expected to be mugged on the train. It wasn't even unusual. What's that? She goes, She's like, I got mugged. She did. Yeah, how many How many nasty, disgusting filth bags like, exposed themselves to you on the train? To? It was gross. You either got flashed, you got mugged, or you got attacked. That was the subway in New York. I'm not kidding. You just expected it. There were people, friends of mine, who got mugged on the trains and who didn't even call the cops. No way, Dan. No, yes way. It was so normal, you just got used to it. What are you laughing at over there? She knows I'm not kidding. (laughs) She she said, I didn't call the cops either. Nobody did. Folks, listen to me. Horse blinders for a minute. Stare right at me in the camera. I am not making this up. New York City was the Wild West. You didn't call the cops about anything unless you really were hurt and needed like an ambulance because it was a waste of time. Frustrating. Totally frustrating. All right, moving on. So as many of you know, I have in the interest of disclosure and being fair to my owners, we have new listeners. So forgive me for repeating it, but we get new people every day given the growth of the show. You know, I am one of the owners of Parler, um, the social media alternative to Twitter. You know, why are we doing this, ladies and gentlemen? Why are we doing uh, Parler, the alternative to Twitter and Facebook, by the way? We have some great features over there. Mm -hmm. By the way, thank you for, we are. We had so many new users. There's always going to be little glitchy things. I promise you, we're working them all out. We are working 24 seven, but the site has exploded we have now surpassed Twitter in the App Store for downloads, P-A-R-L-E-R, Parlor. So we appreciate it. But here's why we're doing it. Again, I can't highlight these tech tyranny, tyranny stories enough. Showing you the lawlessness, not just in liberal cities, but amongst liberal so-called capitalists, too. Here's a legal insurrection piece. Now that Parler's taken off and blown up and is now dethroned Twitter in the app store huh. as people's home for social media, the liberal media is sure obsessed with vilifying Parler as an alternative to Twitter by our good friend Fuzzy Slippers at Legal Insurrection. Pretty much every article you see right now by the mainstream media who are terrified that, God forbid, a free market alternative to Twitter and the tech tyrants would emerge where you can speak freely... God forbid that happens. They're trying to tar and feather us. They're at it all the time. You don't believe me? That Twitter, by the way, is not dead serious about suppressing conservative thought. Look at what happened this morning right before we came up here. Remember our good friend Sidney Powell? Yeah. Here's a screenshot. You know, General Flynn's lawyer, yeah. the terrific Sidney Powell. Here's Sidney Powell's Twitter feed this morning. Not a joke. Caution. This account is temporarily restricted. They suspended Sidney Powell, Mike Flynn's lawyer. I gave you the alternative. It's up to you to take it and run with it. Parlor. B-A-R-L-E-R. <laughs> I'm in. I'm a doer. Not a talker. Yeah, man. What What's your parlor handle? Uh, at Joe. Ha- Joe. Uh, yeah. At Joe has one. Yep. Same one. Yeah. one. Yeah. Go Got follow yeah. our good friend, Joe. I have to get you verified today so we don't have any Joe Haas in person. Cool, to dude. All right, moving on. I don't <laughs> want to spend a ton of time on that. But uh, it's not just liberal states. We have to learn to move on. And a lot of people have said to me, well, why are you staying at Twitter? Fair question. I am. I'm not deleting my Twitter or Facebook. Fair enough. Right. People like the fight is over there. No, the, the fight is only right. over there as long as you're there. Right. It's like saying, you know, I'm going to go tell this bar owner I don't agree with his politics. They don't let you in the bar. <laughs> But ladies and gentlemen, you need an alternative. Make Parlor your home and make Twitter and Facebook your backup. You want to fight over there? Go right ahead. I'm not asking anybody to delete their account. Nobody said that. But it's a fair question. Somebody asked me this week. All right, moving on. Big, huge, fake news weekend. Huge, fake news weekend. And don't worry. The Dan Bongino Show is here on Monday to clear away the fog. And give you clear sight to what actually happened. So show this story uh, probably in a New York Times-speaking Washington Examiner covered. I'm not linking to the New York Times story because it's fake news. Um, Washington Examiner, Trump Intel did not find Russian Taliban bounty plot report credible. What happened? Let me give you a little bit of backstory. I'll show you a screenshot from the piece in a minute. New York Times, bombshell, bombshell, <laughs> bombshell for all the wrong reasons. They said the Russian GRU, their intel folks, were paying the Taliban in Afghanistan bounties to kill American soldiers. Serious story. There may be some air of credibility to it. But that's not the angle of the New York Times story. Because remember the golden rule of the left-wing media, which is what, Joe? The left-wing media is not there to tell you the story. They're there to tell you a a story. story. Yes, A story. Every single time. The story they were telling you in their version of events was, and Trump was briefed on this, that the Taliban was taking bounties from the Russians to kill U.S. soldiers and he didn't do anything. What really happened here? If you would have waited 24 to 72 hours to report on this absurdity from the New York Times, you'll notice I didn't parlay about it or tweet about it this weekend at all because I knew there was a 99% chance that the story was, in fact, fake. Here's the Washington Examiner. Remember the gist of the story? President Trump was briefed about the threat and did nothing because he loves the Russians, Joe. He loves them. Yeah. So from the Washington Examiner, Prior to Trump's tweet, a senior Trump administration official had told the Examiner on Sunday evening that Trump had not been briefed on the issue because there was a lack of consensus within the intel community about the accuracy of the intelligence. National Security Council spokesman John Uliott told the Washington Examiner on Sunday night that the veracity of the underlying allegations continues to be evaluated. Oh, my gosh. Here we go again. Here we go again. The New York Times running with an anonymous story about a brief they say happened that never happened based on intelligence there sure is real, but is still being questioned by many in the intelligence community. It's. I'll tell you what's really going on in a second with this story. You're obviously still getting some of it. What's really going on that makes Trump look bad is what's really going on. But ladies and gentlemen, you have to understand at this point, it's, it's almost... Amusing how stupid a lot of liberals are. You have been lied to so often by the New York Times and the Washington Post. I mean, on a daily basis, almost fake news, hyperbolic news, collusion hoaxes, Spygate didn't happen, just a cesspool of fake journalism. And you're still falling for it. This did not happen. This brief didn't happen. Nice. This brief did not happen. According to the own intel communities, you're saying you believe. Here's what's really going on. The media, Joe, has magically transformed itself overnight from in the Obama administration, Obama and Hillary Clinton administration, where Hillary Clinton was the Secretary of State. Remember how dovish they were? You know, Bush, warmonger, warmonger. Remember, they were all doves. Now the media has magically transformed themselves into war hawks. All of a sudden, they're tough guys. Trump, he needs to bomb Russia tomorrow. Bomb him tomorrow if this is true. They don't believe any of that. What's really going on is they know this story hurts Trump. So they printed it without verifying the story in the brief or any of that. They know it hurt Trump. And they know it hurt Trump because it brings up long-debunked Russia allegations as well. Ladies and gentlemen, it's no more complicated than that. But there's something else going on. This is what I'm getting from my sources behind the scenes here. This is important. There is an entire cottage industry in this defense industry industrial complex we have. I don't like to use those terms because they carry such like, oh my gosh, like conspiracy type It's just a fact that there's a bunch of people in think tanks and elsewhere, upper levels of our military, some, and others in private industry that support these causes, that are very invested in foreign excursions that candidly haven't worked out. Notably, Afghanistan. President Trump has started asking questions. Like, hey, why are we here again? Why are we still in Afghanistan? I'm missing it. Please, someone explain to me. They don't like that. That entire complex of people who have invested their white papers, their careers, their money, and their companies in this operation are really bothered by the fact that President Trump is seriously considering pulling down this footprint overseas. That story is kind of convenient, isn't it? Because they're trying to play him. Some of you are picking it up. Are all of you? The Slimes now is getting anonymous tips from these people. The Slimes is just running with it. the New York Slimes because they know it makes Trump look bad. Mm-hmm. He didn't do anything. Our troops are being killed. That's And it's Russia, Russia, Russia. They're not anymore. The Times isn't any smarter than that. The leakers on the inside are doing it for a different reason. They're trying to play President Trump. They're trying to get him to pull back from this questioning of Afghanistan by doing kind of triple, quadruple, reverse psychology, if we leak this fake story that he was briefed about it, that makes him look like a wuss, like he was briefed about these attacks on our soldiers, he did nothing, Joe. Mm-hmm. They think President Trump will it will lose control of himself and respond back by saying we're going to bomb Afghanistan to smithereens. You get it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which will reinforce their previously yeah. held position that we shouldn't leave there. I hope I didn't confuse you all. I'm I'm desperately trying not to. It's tricky, dude. But there are people invested. You get it? Yeah. Totally invested in us being in Afghanistan. They think if they paint Trump as a wuss in the papers, Trump will respond back and say, I'm not a wuss. We're bombing everyone, which will reinforce their prior position and keep their their, uh, policy integrity intact. That's what's really going on. One of the advantages of having contacts on the inside or, gives a, or give us all the skinny on these stories before they get out. By the way, quick note, uh, you know, breaking earlier today, John Roberts, Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, Chief Justice of the United States, this is a more accurate title, strikes again with the liberals ruling that uh, to uh, uh, wreck the Louisiana abortion law where doctors had to have admitting privileges. John Roberts is a disgrace, an embarrassment to the Constitution, a total disgrace, uh, really, the guy, I'm giving up on John Roberts, folks. He's just a liberal's greatest gift. He really has. He is a slap in the face to the Constitution. He has embarrassed and humiliated the courts. Uh, he's a joke. And uh, really, it's just more evidence that we need to reelect this president because we uh, there's no, uh, what's the other option? Just to let John Roberts, this guy has reinvented Obamacare, ruled against us on the census ruling, just ruled against us last week in the immigration rule. I mean, the guy is a total, complete, epic disaster. Sorry, not in the immigration ruling. the abortion ruling today. Total mess. All right. Um, Let me go back to the, just a quick uh, video, Chuck Todd. Chuck Todd strikes again. Chuck Todd, always the silver medal winner in our Dopey Olympics. Behind, he once, I think it was one week, Joe, Chuck Todd leapt Brian Stelter for the gold medal in the Dopey Media Olympics. But yeah, he did, right? But then we had Stelter just did his thing. And, you know, he's just so dopey. He always takes the number one spot almost by default. But here's Chuck Todd again They showing how they can't let go of the Russia thing. The New York Times won't run anything with Russia, even though the story's been now discredited. But here's Chuck Todd this weekend with the hapless John Bolton on. And even Bolton, a total sellout and a fraud. Even Bolton has to stop Chuck Todd, who tries to resurrect the Russia hoax yet again. Again, showing you they've given up. They have no concerns with their own credibility anymore at all. Check this out. Let me ask you this. Do you, do you think that part of the, that the president is afraid to make Putin mad because... Maybe Putin did help him win the election and he doesn't want to make him mad for 2020? Uh, honestly, I don't think there's evidence for that. <laughs> <laughs> Even Bolton has to stop him. Even Bolton has to stop this hapless buffoon. Did Putin help Trump get elected? Do you understand these guys don't care? He does not care at all. But like, isn't he concerned about the history books looking back and you know YouTube and whatever in the future, these videos are all going to be at They don't care. Chuck Todd, he's not a serious person. They don't care. On their side, they don't, they're not in a PR war. They're not, because there's no public relations problem for them. They know they can lie with impunity and their liberal media colleagues will defend them to the end. Yes. But Chuck's making that up. The Russian collusion thing has been totally debunked. No one's going to report on that. So they just talk and speak openly like fools with impunity. It doesn't matter. All right, moving on. Speaking of frauds and hypocrites. Do you see the story in the Washington Times out of Minneapolis? Again, I love this anti-police, anti-Second Amendment crowd who just when you make them live by their own rules of self-defense and the big R God-given right to defend yourself, they can't do it. They fold in a heartbeat. Remember, listen, Alinsky was the worst. Saul Alinsky. But one of his rules I strongly encourage you to embrace no matter how devious he was. One of his rules was make your opponents live by the standards they set for you. Pretty simple rule, right? The right is a hard time doing that sometimes. And we better learn that the new rules are in effect. The new rules are we win, you lose. You want to play by the old rules of civility and Robert's rules of order, or whatever it may be, I'm willing to go back there tomorrow. But until you stop barging onto my private property, attacking people in cars, ripping down public property, committing crimes in public, destroying our economy, defunding our police and all that. The new rules are in effect and the new rules are this. Screw the old rules. We win, you lose. Look at the story of the Washington Times about these total frauds in Minneapolis. Report Minneapolis council members who voted to abolish the police get taxpayer-funded private security. Oh. Valerie Richardson, Washington Times, be in the show notes today. Isn't that just special as a church lady said that time? <laughs> Check yeah. this out. Here's from the sc- screenshot from the piece. Three members of the Minneapolis City Council are being protected by taxpayer-funded private security, even as they support a proposal to abolish the police department. The council members, Andrea Jenkins, Philippe Cunningham, and Alondra Kano, have received death threats since George Floyd was killed May 25th in custody, according to Fox 9 in Minneapolis, which broke the story. Hey, listen, there is one line I'm not willing to cross. We don't do that, okay? We're not making death threats towards people. That's not a thing. You know what? We're not, I'm sorry. That's just, it's immoral. It is immoral. It is unethical and it's illegal. It's not virtue signaling. That's just the truth. These people are horrible, awful people. There's a way to take care of them. That's to vote them out. I'm not, you know what? I don't even, it's condescending. I'm sorry. You know what? Forgive me. I'm You don't need, the, folks, you don't need, it's not my audience. Really, I, I I leave that in the show. I, I really regret it because it's it's you all know that already, and to even mention it is even condescending. And yeah, my apologies. You know what? That's my this is my show. I got to take take responsibility for it. You don't need that lecture. I'm not giving you one. Forget it. You already know that. The left doesn't. These people are frauds. And this argument about them getting private security reminds me about. I think I was on about four years ago, five years ago a uh, UK show with Piers Morgan. You know, he's a big gun grabber, second anti-Second Amendment guy. He doesn't like it. And he said something to me. If I remember correctly, and my memory on it's a little bit loose, so forgive me if the details aren't precise. But he said something to me. We were on about firearms. And he said, well, Dan, you know, weren't you a Secret Service agent? Don't you find it odd that the White House is protected by guns, and yet civilians aren't allowed to bring guns in there? And I don't think I answered that well. Um, and I remember thinking about it on the way home and going, he's making our argument, not his. So you're suggesting to me what? That the president's safe and secure, so does not need the Second Amendment? So that we all should be entitled to a billion-dollar security infrastructure paid for by men with firearms? How does that exactly make your point, not mine? Someone said that to me at CPAC once, too. Some liberal buffoon. He came up, Dan. You're not allowed to bring firearms in here because the president's here. Yeah, there's also probably two or $300,000 in trained armed security surrounding everybody here. So you're suggesting to me what? We should all be entitled to that? No, no, you're not entitled to that. Okay, so I'll defend myself. Joe, you get it? Again, audience referee cap on. They're making our point, not theirs. So because we don't have the armed security detail of the Minneapolis city council members who want to take the police away from you, we don't have, we shouldn't be able to defend ourselves either. And you think you're making a point how exactly? So by making the point that, you know, Joe civilian is not allowed to bring a fireman to the white house defended by millions, if not hundreds of millions of do- dollars of security yeah. and personnel with firearms. You think that makes the point? That everyone should not be allowed to carry a firearm despite not having access to any of that? I always regretted not answering that question better. Because we were crunched for time. You can't live by your own standards. I'm going to be protected by men with guns, therefore I don't need one. So we're going to be protected by men with guns? No, not you. But I can't have a gun either. No, no, not you either. Total, complete, epic, Tier one level phony fake frauds and complete hypocrites. Don't ever forget Alinsky's rules on that. Make them live by their own standards. You don't want us to have guns? How come you have men with guns? Well, we have security, so I don't need a gun. So you're saying I get security too? No, no, you don't get security. either. Oh, so you get security. I don't get security. You're saying you don't need a gun because you have men with guns, but you're not willing to give us men with guns. Matter of fact, even when it was a police department, you're defunding that too. Mm -hmm. Let me just get that straight. Is that where we're going with this? As they say on social media, cool, 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 cool. I get it. Armed security for all of us. No, no, no police either. Idiots, bunch of morons. All right, this next story, I'm going to get to it in a second. I'm going to get to my last sponsor, but you want to talk about hilarious, hilarious, hilarious journalism, air quotes, dreaded air quotes, folks. Hilarious journalism fails by the Washington Post. This one seriously takes the cake. This may be one of the worst fails I have ever seen by the Washington Post. Before we get to that, today's show finally brought to you by my friends at AMAC. Folks, we're living in trying times. Being conservative, sadly, puts us under fire. But you are not alone. One group stands out. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. AMAC is a conservative alternative to those other 50-plus groups. You know who they are. They are not on our side. Stand with people who do at AMAC, who will stand with you. Joining AMAC not only gives you access to money-saving benefits like special group rates on car insurance, cell phone plans, financial products, and more, but an AMAC membership gets you a great bi-monthly magazine filled with content analysis not available anywhere else. AMAC gives you what the mainstream media won't, the truth. If you care about our future as much as me, then join AMAC today. Help them fight for liberty. Free speech, freedom of religion, free markets, and a strong nation. All the values we hold dear. Over 2 million people have joined AMAC. I encourage you to stand with them today by joining AMAC at amac.us. That's amac.us. The benefits are great. The cause is even greater. amac.us. AMAC is better, better for you, better for America. Join today. Don't wait. amac.us. All right. Yeah, as I said, in the realm of hilarious journalism fails, showing you how uh, the garbage of these New York newspapers, they're uh, New York and, uh, excuse me, New York Times and Washington Post newspapers. They're not serious people anymore. It's just junk. I want you to check out this headline from the Washington Post. Read the headline, and then I'm going to show you the chart. This is by the absolutely hapless Philip Bump, who, in again, <laughs> in the arena of dopey fake news specialists, this guy's. I don't know if he's top five, but he's definitely top 10. He, he's almost like a comedy act. He puts this headline up in the Washington Post, June 25th, 2020. Trump, Paul's <laughs> like, spit it out. Trump keeps claiming that the most dangerous cities in America are all run by Democrats. They aren't. <laughs> so just to be clear mm. fake news or Philip Bump. He says, listen, Trump keeps saying most of America's dangerous cities are run by Democrats. In other words, they have like Democrat mayors and things like that. Then he puts up this chart. This is the same piece to back this bold statement that Trump's not telling you the truth. Here's the chart. I'll explain the chart to you. Don't worry. It has the crime rates of these 20 cities. Crime rates that are very high. Matter of fact, I believe they're the top 20. Then it has what party's running them. So this is fascinating. So here are these 20 cities and 19 of them are run by people who are not Republicans. There are two left leaning uh, independents and most of them are run by, in fact, Democrats. I have never in my life seen a guy write an article such an open face. I mean, are you serious? Trump says, America's. look at the criminality, wow. all blue lines, meaning run by Democrats, and then look at the party running those cities, and you will notice that there's only one red line, Lenny Curry from Jacksonville, who happens to be a Republican, and where crime there really isn't as bad as it is these other places. So just to be clear, Joe, mm-hmm. Philip Bump, Trump said most of these cities by, are run by Democrats. That's false. So let me put up a chart indicating that most of these cities are, in fact, run by Democrats. That's a real piece. That's not the Babylon Bee. It's not Duffel Blog. It's not the Onion. That's a real piece. (laughs) What are we going to do with these people? Can we just get some real news once in a while, please? Did you see the chart? There's one red line in there. The whole chart is dominated by blue. There it is again, meaning Democrats. Crime out of control. Who's in charge? Democrats. Are you having a hard time reading your own chart? Oh, my gosh. Is this guy for real, Philip Bump? The sad thing is he is for real. Basically, we're going to get through the whole show today. It's impressive. Yeah. We're on a roll these last few days, getting through all of our content. Important story though here. So we have seen an uptick in uh, coronavirus infections. Now I think a lot of that has to do with these lockdowns. Ladies and gentlemen, you may say, "Well, lockdowns are supposed to be stopping the coronavirus. They're not, folks." What's happening now is there's very strong evidence that the coronavirus is spreading when infected people show up indoors and spend a lot of time in recirculated indoor air with people who are uninfected that then become infected afterwards. A lot of evidence. Wall Street Journal has this piece up today about how they're conveniently trying to pin this all on Trump. So number one, the lockdowns are a disaster. Number two, we're doing more testing where we're finding more cases. Wall Street Journal opinion, COVID comparisons, Europe and U.S. The Americas a Failure reporting has a heavy dose of partisanship by their editorial board. Of course, they're trying to pin this on Donald Trump. Let me go to takeaway number one from this piece. Again, this isn't based on any actual evidence or statistics. If you want that, you have to come here. If you want to be lied to, just read the mainstream media on anything. From protests to Russia to the Wuhan virus. Check this out from the piece. Quote, with Trump leading the way, record surge in new infections exposes failure in U.S. response. The dreadful Washington Post wrote Sunday. I added dreadful in there. Liberals are just uh, juxtaposing the U.S. with Europe, which ostensibly had the virus under control. The Trump administration has sometimes been too sanguine, but much of this is partisan opportunism in an election year. Ladies and gentlemen, there is no evidence to suggest whatsoever that these lockdowns have worked and that Trump's response is what's causing this uptick in coronavirus infections. None. They have no evidence. But yet the Washington Post, again, garbage people newspaper over there. Only morons read this because it's just rife with fake news, as I showed you earlier in the show are trying to pin this on Trump because it's obviously through their election advantage because they're liberal activists to ding Trump and knock down his political capital. Well, let's look at the actual evidence from the same Wall Street Journal piece. Again, just let's set up the narrative first. Remember, the media is here to tell you our story, not this story. The narrative is what? The narrative is Trump has failed. Europe has done much better. And these liberal state governors like Andrew Cuomo have really put Trump to shame. They've showed you how to really deal with this coronavirus. Really? Well, let's look at the actual data if you believe in that kind of thing. Check this out from the Wall Street Journal piece because the data tells the exact opposite story. Quote, even with the latest outbreaks, the U.S. has recorded fewer deaths per 100,000 people at 38 than the United Kingdom, 66. Spain, is this possible? 61. So United States, 38 deaths per 100,000. The media narrative is that Europe and others are doing much better But 38, the UK has 66 deaths per 100,000, Spain 61, Italy 57 deaths per 100,000, France 44 deaths per 100,000. Death rates are a lagging indicator, but Arizona has 21 per 100,000, Florida only 15, and Texas 8. New York, which opened up last and slowly, has a death rate per 100,000 of 161. 161, this, wait, 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 wait. So, again, we've been told by serious journalists out there, Joe, our betters, our moral and intellectual betters, we're just a bunch of deplorable morons, you know? That's right, Dan. Trump blew it. That's right. It's right. Of course it's right. What do we know? Dude, not much. Idiots come on on this show. I mean, come on now. Facts and data, who does that stuff, right? So, we've been told that it's these liberal governors that have led the way. Thank God for Andrew Cuomo and them. And if we were only more like our European betters, you know, the enlightened ones, we would have definitely gotten a hold over this. And yet, Joe, you find out that the United States overall has a death rate per 100,000 far beneath these European countries and that conservative led states, Arizona, Texas and Florida Mm -hmm. that have Republican governors have death rates per 100,000, 10 times less than that of New York. Folks, you are witnessing I, I don't, uh, forgive me because I don't remember who posted it this weekend on social media. You probably agree with this, Joe. And I it may have been Jordan right. someone. Forgive me, I don't remember. I, I I didn't screenshot it. But it was out there and the assertion he made was correct. You are witnessing one of the greatest gaslighting episodes we've seen in modern American history. You may say, gosh, that sounds like a lot considering we just got over the collusion gaslighting. You, I'm not kidding. You are witnessing a gaslighting episode focused on the coronavirus that is totally, entirely, not only divorced from the facts, but when you look at the facts and data, tell the exact opposite story of the media story. Media story. Trump stinks. Europe rules. Liberal governors are the best. Trump sucks. He's going to get you killed. And those conservative governors, Ron DeSantis, they're definitely the worst. And yet you look at the data and you find out that the death rate per 100,000 in New York Contrast to Florida is more than 10 times that you understand. That it's not just the media is lying to you. They're lying to you and telling you the exact opposite story. They're flipping the script and dopey liberals. Just like the, uh, the uh, Russia story this weekend fall for it. Or if they don't fall for it, they are active liars and manipulators. Just, listen, I got to run, but I'm going to leave the, I'm going to just, again, I can't ask this question enough to the liberal listeners of the show and the, you know, the, the uh, basement dwellers at Media Matters. Put down your hostess cupcakes for a minute, pay attention. Seriously, how do you look yourselves in the mirror? I'm not kidding. How do you wake up knowing those facts and data I just showed you, tell a conclusive story that you failed, you probably got people killed, and yet you look in the mirror and you say, I'm gonna go out today and tell the opposite story to lie to people and potentially put them in danger. How do you do it? I'm interested. Seriously, email me. I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear how your soul is so corrupted. So corrupted that you're absolutely convinced you can lie to people day by day and put their lives in danger. It's just gross. Totally disgusting. Hey, quick programming note before we run. I am guest hosting The Five today, or co-hosting, whatever. Monday and tomorrow on Tuesday, I'm sure there'll be some spicy back and forth. Please don't miss the show on the Fox News Channel, 5 p.m. Eastern time today. Monday, what's today's day? June 29th, check that out. And I will be there tomorrow as well. I'm looking forward to it. Again, probably be some interesting debate. So check that out. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel as well. Where we have 7,000 more subscriptions. We'll be at 500,000. YouTube.com slash Bongino. All the subscriptions are free. We really appreciate it. Thanks again, folks. See you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.